Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson, brought to you by Surefire Local. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefirelocal.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that is really designed to help you take your business to the next level. What I try to do is take different topics, topics I see out in the industry, topics I see with some of the best of the best, but also some of the pain points of topics that will help you, I think, improve. Today I want to focus on a topic that is sort of a longer standing kind of issue that everyone I think needs to step up their game and improve upon, and that's the whole subject of mastering time. One of the pain points I see, which is one of the greatest out there, is people's ability to control time versus it controlling them. I've actually spent the last 25 years developing techniques in writing about this subject. I also have worked together with many others in terms of trying to coach and develop and find different techniques. So today I want to walk you through a little bit of the methodology and thought process when it comes to how to go about thinking about mastering your time. Now before I actually get into this, this particular Remodeling Mastery podcast is really complemented, unlike many others, with other tools that you can actually have access to. I've actually created a time mastery workbook that the host of this particular podcast, Surefire Local, will give you this particular workbook if, in fact, you contact them directly. So if you're interested in getting the workbook, I would encourage you to do that because it really does sort of hook together with some of the ideas and techniques that I'm talking about today. Additionally, Surefire Social has actually a webinar that is on this particular topic. It's an hour-long webinar with slides, with the images that will help you understand it a little bit more. So let me start by diving into the, the, the fundamental topic. I think, first of all, you got to really believe that your success or failure is in large part a product of what you're going to be learning today. Matter of fact, when it comes to success, as I study the best of the best out there, every one of the top one, two, three percent of the of the leaders out there actually have time management systems, have a mastery of time that's really different than the majority of the other pack. So if, in fact, you're questioning the fact how important is this, if you want to take your game to the next level and see, I think, higher results, I think that's really where it's going to come from. 80%, I believe, the success in mastering time is a science, not an art. And the reason I think this is important to understand is that it's not really about your DNA. It's not are you an organized or not organized person. It is about a science. It's about a formula. It's about processes that you can actually improve upon. So let's talk a little bit about how time has changed. You know, take a snapshot back 15, 20 years ago. 
you know, 15, 20 years ago, technology was really a very optional part of an integral part of your day, where I think we become very dependent on technology, techno technology in so many ways, including mobile applications and others, to make it an integral part of our time and managing our time and certainly coordinating things. 20 years ago, when you meet with a client, time would actually build value. And what I mean by that, you would oftentimes want to suggest to the client, let me get back to you in a week or 10 days on this particular either topic or subject, because oftentimes that reflects, I think, the level of professionalism and really giving it the time it deserved. However, you know and I know you could have gotten back to them with the right amount of focus probably in the next day. However, today, time does not build value. Everything is so instant and so real-time, you've got to be concerned about how quickly you respond. In the past, we used to talk about, what are you going to do in your free time? Matter of fact, we don't even use that term anymore. Time is not free anymore. We might have a little bit of leisure time, but we certainly don't have free time. In the past, you could return the calls within 24 hours, 48 hours, and that would at least be acceptable. Today, you need to return calls within an hour. Think about that, how dramatically that's changed the cadence and pace of how you approach things. 20 years ago, you had office hours, and now I think for most people, right, wrong, or indifferent, whether it's email, text, or other level of accessibility, it's sort of a 24-7 kind of business game that we're in. But 20 years ago, you had 24 hours in a day, and today, you still have 24 hours in a day. And I share that somewhat as a su summary of how time has changed because the cards you're dealt with, the 24 hours a day, 60 minutes uh, in an hour, is actually the same. However, the how and what is expected in that amount of time is really dramatically changed. So if you're not a changing, if you're not adjusting to this new world order as it relates to time, you're probably going to be falling short. You're probably going to be stressed out. So if you don't have a system to overlay how you approach this, you're probably not going to be very successful. Now, I'm a big believer, those that listen to the Time Mastery and other, other uh, Remodeling Mastery recordings, I'm a big believer in processes. I'm a big believer in steps. You know, if you think about steps in your life, there's a certain process to baking cookies effectively and consistently. There's a certain process in terms of you getting ready to go to work every day in terms of how you go about structuring it. Now, you may not think about these processes, and they may not be right, right written down, but they exist, and the most successful have processes that are the most efficient. When it comes to your remodeling projects or the projects at work, you have a process. It starts doing a certain thing when the client contacts you, having a great initial call, having a world-class meeting in their house, and so on and so on, all the way up through the close in the process itself, resulting in not only a construction project, but also joy in the client's life. When it comes to time mastery, there is also a process. If you want to improve upon this subject, you need to think about it as steps to improvement. So as you think about this, the first step is you have to understand time. The second step is you have to establish the why behind it. Why is it that you really want to adjust and change? 
you also have to understand and take some inventory of where you are. The numbers don't lie. No different than taking inventory in different fashions. You've got to take some inventory of your time. Once you have some inventory, then you've got to put sort of a little bit of a spotlight on your time skills, your time habits. Then I encourage, and I think the best of the best out there encourage, you need to have a system, a system to make time more efficient. Matter of fact, recently I was uh, reading a, uh, an article on this subject that the Japanese believe strongly when you have a time management system in place for you personally or your business, you will see an 8 to 1 return. In other words, for every 10 minutes you focus on this system, you will see 80 minutes back. Similarly, the Germans, I think, studied the same thing, and their numbers were a 12 to 1 return. So don't think for a minute not having a system and a tool in place will, will in fact, uh, affect your, your success. It absolutely will. Part of what I have access to in this webinar is to give you a taste test of a system that really will work well. Step number six is you want to try to avoid mistakes. You know, I'm a big believer this is a, a game of avoiding mistakes just as much as having success. Mis mistakes in terms of having other people control your time, your reactive time, interruptions, putting out fires. All those things are things that affect your time mastery. And step number 11 or 7 is taking it to the next level. That's where the, the two, three degree black belt comes. But you have to follow all these other steps if, in fact, you ever want to have a chance to experience, I think, the level of returns and success that you could experience. So let me talk, just begin with talking about understanding time. I always, when I want to try to understand a subject, or more importantly, communicate it to audiences or a group, I oftentimes gravitate to some quotes. Quotes what other thought leaders and people have said about subjects. Well, certainly time is one of the subjects that has probably been one of the most written upon subjects. So if you ever want to find some interesting things and hit those nerves in a chord, you know, search some of the quotes that are out there as it relates to time. A few of them, I think, that are quite important. One is Ben Franklin said, time is money. Time is money. Now, many people in audiences, when I ask them, what does that mean to them? They oftentimes gravitate towards the value, the dollar value of time. I think that is true. There's a direct relationship between your time and value. You're paid oftentimes based on time. However, there's another meaning to this particular quote, and that is, if you translate time into something, it becomes more meaningful. If you translate time into something, it becomes more meaningful. Whatever you translate it into, you can now start to feel it, see it, smell it. Time is one of these subjects that everybody understands it, but what does it taste like? What does it smell like? How would you articulate what time is? We all have it, and we're all dealt with the same amount of time. However, how we translate it and think about it is a little bit, uh, a little bit tricky. The second quote is, work expands as to fill the time available for its completion. Work expands as to fill the time available for its completion. Now, this particular quote I love because 
If you don't have a plan, you just willy-nilly go off and try to accomplish things. If you don't create brackets of the amount of time you should be spending on certain things, then what happens is you'll mysteriously fill this bucket, fill this void with whatever it takes to do that work. If you give yourself, for example, 20 minutes to accomplish something, more times than not, you'll get it accomplished in close to 20 minutes. If you have unlimited brackets to accomplish that same task, it's more likely to take 40, 50, 60 minutes. So it just reinforces the importance of having a plan, having brackets around the plan, and having time around the plan, and that's the time mastery system that certainly I and others have developed. Time has no meaning in itself unless we get, choose to give it significance. This is a choice. It's a choice you're listening to this podcast. It's also a choice that you choose to give time significance. And the last quote I really like, which was from Norman Vincent Peale, he said, plan your work for today and every day, then work your plan. Now, when I first heard that quote, it really hit a chord because that's really what I was doing 25 years ago. I developed some time management systems that were really focused on creating a plan for the day, then launching the plan. Now, many people do to-do lists. To-do lists are just things to check off. They're not a plan. If, for example, you're in the remodeling business, a to-do list item would be build a deck. That doesn't take into account the materials, the construction techniques, the flow of the labor that's involved, uh, the communication with the client, the payment schedule, all the different parts and pieces that are critical to having a plan. You don't necessarily have that unless you have the plan. So I would encourage, treat yourself, treat your day with the same degree of importance and reverence that you do when it comes to uh, your clients and projects. It's very relevant and applicable. And what some of the techniques I do in the webinar that you can have access to really show you how that really relates. And I think it'll hit a chord for many people that are trying to improve. The next area I want to touch on is just translating time. And translating time is creating more value in time for yourself. One little exercise I oftentimes like to do is start to make time more visual, start to draw it out. You know, what does time look like? Use little pie charts when it comes to the blend of time. Think about timelines. You know, those involved in construction are familiar with certainly Gantt charts and things like that that affect and help you visualize and see time. But you can also create meaning to time by literally making a list, and I encourage you to do this for yourself, making a list of different amounts of time. For example, one hour's. Two hours, three hours, four hours, eight hours. Then next to each one of these, write down one, two, three things that are sort of represent that amount of time. For example, some people, one hour might represent a six-mile run. Okay, I can sort of get that. I can visualize six-mile run and taking about an hour to do that. You might also translate dollars to that one hour. It might be $50, it might be $100, it might be $500. There's a certain amount of value when it comes to time. Two hours. For some, that might be watching a movie. For others, again, it might be going out to dinner. 
it might also be, again, a couple hundred dollars in terms of value of that time. Three hours might be a drive, driving certain distances. If you're driving from Washington, D.C. over to the ocean, it's about a three-hour drive. It also could, again, be money, three, four, five hundred dollars in three hours. Four hours, you can fly all the way from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. in four-hour flight. Think about that. Four hours equals that amount of time. In eight hours, you, by yourself or with another person, might be able to build a small deck. So again, has value to that time. But as you think about the value of time, saving time really is very cumulative over time. For example, think about the math. If you can just save or find ways to save 10 minutes a day, which is 60 hours a year, think about if I gave you a gift of 60 hours in a year, what you would do with that gift. It's a vacation. Think about the amount of money. If you wanted to, in fact, uh, work more and make more money in that amount of time, and that all comes from just 10 minutes a day. The bottom line is you've got to make time more concrete and more meaningful if you're going to be uh, effective. Another important understanding when it comes to time is the difference between being effective versus being efficient. I think sometimes we get very confused by those two different concepts and themes, and oftentimes we even use the word interchangeably incorrectly. You know, being efficient is doing things with the least amount of resources in the shortest amount of time. And I would argue, sure, that's what anybody would like to be able to do. Some people will say, well, no, I like to smell the roses along the way. Okay, you can even do both if you're efficient. However, the most important thing is say to yourself, I always want to be effective. Now, effective means something different than efficient. Effective is accomplishing the desired goal or outcome in the best, the best way. Now, that may take a little bit more time, but it's also not making mistakes. It's also not having to do damage control. In fact, if your communication was too rushed or not appropriate. But understanding the difference between effective and efficient is real important. So why? Why do you think it's so important to you to have control over your day, to having more mastery of your time that is so limited and so well-defined? I, again, am a big believer in making a list. And a few things on that list for you might be it's going to reduce a little bit of your stress and overwhelm. You know, most people today, I would feel, are a product of very much uh, tight levels of stress, in large part because of their overwhelm. They're juggling so many balls. If you had more control of your day and better time mastery, you're going to see that temperature of stress go down. Having more control of your day, you might accomplish more. You also have time to invest in yourself. What's happened, and I see, even in some of the better people or the more successful people out there, the amount of time you're investing in you is less and less and less. And I'm not just talking about in terms of your personal time, but how much time are you invested in terms of your professional improvement? How much time are you developing new skills relating to leadership or management or, or certainly other things? 
You can only do many of those things by investing the time to do it, by making appointments to yourself. And the only way you're going to do that is if you have more control. Having more control of your day also will allow you to keep promises. You know, on a very simplistic level, how do you feel when you you miss or you lack or you violate keeping promises? You feel crappy. You don't feel good. So therefore, why not put some attention to having more control of your day and you'll keep those promises you make. You also will exceed the expectations. You'll be able to think more clearly about important subjects. When you're frazzled and not really under control. You're not really thinking as clearly. You're reacting. You don't have the patience and the thoughtfulness that's required. Also being under control, you're you're allowing yourself to achieve medium and longer term goals. But the bottom line is that you're going to feel better. You're going to feel more fulfilled. So let's take some inventory of time. And again, this is all a process that you can certainly listen to this recording again. You can also go back to the webinar. You can get access to uh, the, the workbook on this subject or certainly feel free to reach out to me directly. But taking inventory of your time is important. I'm a big believer the numbers don't lie. So one of the elements in a very fundamental and and foundational level when it comes to inventory is the amount of proactive versus reactive time. Try to understand what percentage of your day is proactive that you control versus reactive that others control. Really reflect on that percentage. If you listen to the webinar, you'll hear in the webinar what is really ideal and how you go about adjusting and improving and seeing the pendulum swing from reactive activities to proactive activities. And in the webinar where I have more time, I get into more more, uh, depth on this subject. However, the primary sources of reactive activities for most in business and especially in the remodeling business are your clients are your team, and are your family. And if you can just put a spotlight on those three things, you're going to be able to see some shift and see this blend shift so that your proactive time goes up, your reactive time goes up, and you have more and more control over your day. Some other questions that you need to ask yourself when you're taking inventory. You know, what would an ideal ideal day look like for me? Actually, take some time fantasize for a moment, just jot down, you know, almost create a timeline. What would that perfect day look like? And then what would that perfect week look like or perfect month look like? And once you do those exercises, then compare what would be ideal, what's the fantasy versus what actually is happening. You will find the gaps And I actually, again, on the webinar, show you a specific chart that you can actually find the gaps when it comes to what is ideal, what is the most effective versus what you're doing spending your time. You also want to look at the blend of your short, medium, and long-term time. You know, what I found with a lot of business and business owners, when they hit the recession, they shifted from stop thinking medium and long-term and really just getting through the day and getting through the week. You know, longer-term thinking is a muscle. 
You got to stretch those muscles again. Your people want you as the owner to think more long term or certainly as a leader within the business. So you've got to be spending some percentage of your time on the medium and long term if in fact you're going to be successful. You also want to dive into the actual blends of time. You know, try to create five to seven categories of your time and then break it apart in terms of the percentages and the amount of time you're spending on each. Then ask yourself, is that really what's ideal? Is that what's best for the business, what's best for me, either personally or professionally? After you've taken enough inventory and really documented all these things and written them down, it's so important to write things down and certainly revisit what you've written down, now I want you to start to develop more skills. You know, the reality is you can have an understanding, you can have a big motivation on the why, and you can even have uh, 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 many of the different inventory of what your day is and understand better what it's about, but you still need skills. You need skills. And some of them are planning skills, but also there's other indirect skills. For example, start to draw out time. Start to make time more visual for you. I think the more you can visualize time, see it, you can start to manipulate it. Think about time as this big hunk of clay on a, spinning on a wheel that you're trying to manipulate with your hands. Well, when there's no clay on that wheel, you can't really see it and manipulate it very effectively. Another skill is you want to look and think about how to estimate time. Estimating time is a very, very important skill, and it is something just like other muscles that can be improved and, and learned better on. I actually play games of estimating times with different audiences or even certainly with my family. It's actually fun to see, in fact, who can estimate time more accurately. But estimating time is a skill. And you need to estimate the amount of time if, in fact, you're going to be able to control it and if you're going to be able to question the value of time and is there a better way to do it. So you'll see in this time mastery system, one of the exercises I encourage you to do to not only do your brain dump, which is essentially a deep dive of a, a to-do list, but also estimate the amount of time each one of those things are going to take. Once you've estimated the time, you can add up the time and then look at the window, the window of your day of how realistic it is. But you cannot do this effectively unless you can estimate time. And again, the more you do it, the more you'll fine-tune or sharpen the axe and get much better at it. Another, I think, important skill when it comes to time, you need to start to think in time in its parts. You can't eat an elephant in one bite. You can't eat a pizza in one bite. You've got to divide it in parts and then divvy it up and then eat the parts. Your day is very similar to that. You need to think about all the different parts to the beginning, the middle, the end of the day. You need to think about the different activities within the day. You need to think about how long these activities are going to take. You need to think about the different multitasking you can do with the different activities so that you can be under control and accomplish more. But it all starts by starting to look at your day, not just in terms of this massive element, this 24 hours within the day. Start to think about the day in terms of 20, 30-minute little segments and what's realistically to be eaten, so to speak, or accomplished in that period of time. Now, again, the next step in the process is you need a system.
Now, I actually have a very easy system. I know there's many others out there that exist. However, you need a system. So I really don't care, quite frankly, whether it's my system, whether it's a Franklin system or another kind of system that you use, because they're all similar dialects to each other, but you need a system if you're going to be able to master it. You will never be able to do this properly just as a concept and a theory and a theme. You need a system to be able to do it. So if you watch the webinar, you'll get the system. If you reach back to me, I'll send you what that system is. If you actually connect to Surefire Social, they will actually give you a time mastery workbook that has the system in it that at least gives you a little bit of a taste test. So I want to sort of conclude, I think, on this particular webcast because it's probably about as much in one meal that anybody can take and really just talk about some of the fundamental common mistakes I see out there. If you can just reduce mistakes when it comes to time, you're going to see dramatic improvement. You know, I oftentimes talk about this in audiences. The success, for example, of a very good baseball hitter at a major league level is just having one less out, one less out for every 10 at-bats. The all-star player hits 300. The person that's cut off the hit team hits 200. So if you can just focus on less making outs, less strikeouts, less mistakes when it comes to your time, I think you're going to be more successful. So a couple of those common mistakes I see. One is forcing 14 hours into a 10-hour day. It isn't going to happen. But you go it naively with your to-do list. You don't have a plan. You don't have a system. And that's what's going to happen. Also not getting into enough detail into those activities that you want to try to accomplish. Not planning long enough. My system and the best of the best out there require time to plan. This system takes about 30 minutes early in the morning. However, the best of the best out there, the most successful people out there, they will spend sometimes 60, 70, 80 minutes a day planning that day. That's how they're successful. It's no different, again, than a remodeling project. If you have a flawed plan, if you're trying to build this project on the back of a napkin, it's never going to be effective and efficient. So you've got to be spending enough time. You also need to do not only the system, but need to plan in a more meditative kind of quiet environment. You really need to think really clearly. You also need to monitor your day. You know, having a plan is very analogous to a flight plan for a pilot. That pilot, every few minutes, checks the plan. Every 10, 20 minutes, checks it more thoroughly. They check, for example, weather conditions. They check the airspeed. They check air traffic. And then they adjust, they adjust, they adjust as they go. Monitoring what your plan is is just as important as the fundamental plan if you want to be successful. And the last mistake I see up, and this is true with New Year's resolutions, with weight loss, with any level of improvement, is people just give up too soon. You know, I think the fundamental motivation of controlling your day and getting better at something, no one can question whether that's good or bad. But what happens in terms of why you fail is not because of the motivation, not because of it was well intended, but you just give up on the system and go, you go back to your bad habits. 
So I want to thank everybody for joining me today. But I really encourage you, again, as a follow-up to this particular Remodeling Mastery podcast, I do want you to connect back to my friends at Surefire so you have access to some of these tools. Connect back in the form of an email or a phone call to them. Or you can always reach out to me, and I'll certainly connect you back to them as well. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Local. For more podcasts, visit surefirelocal.com forward slash podcast.